Welcome to the Doug Peterson Show. Brought to you by Fresh from Florida. J.P. Shadrick and former Jaguar Jeff Lagerman discuss the latest Jaguars news with the head coach. The Doug Peterson Show starts right now. And welcome in. It is the first Doug Peterson Show of the regular season presented by Fresh from Florida from the Hyundai Studios at the Miller Electric Center. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman and Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson in studio with us. Finally, it's here. Week one, Jaguars Colts this Sunday and you can just kind of feel it in the building this week. You really can. Um, you know, the excitement of week one, obviously, around the National Football League. And, of course, with us having this new building and and uh, breaking it in like we did during training camp. And, you know, and then nothing nothing better, too, than going on the road and you got a division opponent to start, right? An AFC South opponent. So, a lot of things, uh, you know, to be excited about. How unnerving is the first game for a coach? Because there's so many unknowns. I mean, you know, especially with the Colts. I mean, new staff, a lot of new players and a new quarterback. It's the reason I play the starters in training camp, um, quite frankly, um, so that we are prepared for week one. And, you know, but there's still there's still always going to be some unknowns. Right. As you mentioned, new head coach, new a first year, young rookie, talented quarterback, big, athletic, strong, can throw it about 90 yards. You know, you can't go to sleep on this kid. And and uh, and so you just you just have a little uncertainty there as to how they're going to come out and play you. Uh, but. But, um, you know, you just prepare, you stay in the moment, you stay focused on, on our jobs and what we're supposed to do this week and, you know, um, go play and compete. Uh, Logs, I know you can speak to this as well, but Coach, uh, the challenge of defending Richardson, just his skill at Florida, what you saw on tape there, what they might use him um, with in Indianapolis. You know, how do you teach that? How do you defend an RPO's running style quarterback? Yeah, it's a challenge. I mean, you, you think of uh, some of the bigger quarterbacks that we've faced over the year. You think of, you know, a Cam Newton, right? You, you put him in that Cam Newton, you know, big, strong, athletic, physical quarterback. And you can also take a, take a look at some of the Daniel Jones stuff that they did in, in New York with him with the same type of offensive line and coordinator that are there in Indianapolis. And then, of course, what Coach Steichen did in, in Philly, you know, with Jalen Hurts and other not a big guy, but a strong quarterback who could run and very athletic. See, there's a lot of lot of tape to go through, but go back and watch the Florida stuff. I mean, this kid is is big and he's powerful. As we mentioned, he's hard to bring down. Look at some of these preseason games. He's tough to to arm tackle. You need to gang tackle him. You need to wrap him up and get him on the ground. Guys are falling off of him literally in the preseason, and I, I don't know. I mean, you, like you mentioned, Cam Newton. I mean that. That might be the only quarterback in the history of the league to where you had to have a defensive tackling plan for the quarterback. But Anthony Richardson, I think, probably takes it to another level strength-wise than even Cam. He does. He does. And, you know, you say you throw in a Michael Vick, right? Michael Vick's way different. You know, he's quick and twitchy and fast. These guys are big, strong, and powerful, and they got great lower bodies. And that's why you have to wrap up. You have to spend time tackling in practice and, and uh, doing drill work in practice this week to, to – to emphasize that and and um, when you get the opportunity to make the play you just make the play and get them on the ground you mentioned earlier about watching what he did in college you watch what they did in philadelphia and you watch what you can in the preseason i'm sure it's going to be a little stressful to figure out what they're going to do offensively but the one thing that is for certain you're going to see that rpo kind of uh, offense is that one of the most challenging offenses that linebackers face on a day-in, day-out basis? I mean, I never had to face that when I was playing linebacker, but I can't imagine. Is it a run? Is the quarterback going to keep it? Or is he going to pull it back out and throw the football? Right. It is a challenge. Um, 
you know, it takes a lot of discipline, a lot of eye discipline. Um, you know, our, our OP, RPO game, when we do it with Trevor and our guys, I mean, the defense can't be right. You know, the linebacker is going to try to make a play. Well, then he's out of his gap and we throw it in behind him. Or he, he wants to stay in his gap. Well, now they're one man removed on defense, so it opens up a running lane. And you kind of block him without blocking him, you know, so to speak. And so it's a it's a challenge for your linebackers. It's a challenge. and they got to stay completely disciplined. And then once they – they key once they diagnose. They have to run and react, and then they got to be good tacklers, you know, um, and, and to get the ball carrier on the ground and or the quarterback. It's the Doug Peterson show, the first one of the regular season. All right, let's uh, turn it around. You mentioned the Jaguars offense and all the weaponry that's out there for you. Uh, it, I mean, it's, it's week one. It's like Christmas Day. What do you pick out from the tree first? Uh, how do you how do you narrow it down? for a game plan in week one. You know, the thing that, that I've been real impressed with our guys, and there is talent on offense, is they're, they're very unselfish. They're very team-oriented players. It, it doesn't really matter. Whoever Whoever's going to have the hot hand is going to have the hot hand. It could be Christian for six or seven catches. It could be Evan. Maybe it's Calvin. Maybe it's Zay. Maybe it's ETN, Jamal. Whoever it is, and, and you continue to, um, you know, continue to feed that, that hot hand. I think the one thing – as coaches and play callers, you can't get caught up into saying, okay, I've got to get all our guys this many targets, this many touches. That's not the way the game is played. And and we ask our quarterback to do the right thing with the football. So it's exciting to have weapons available to you, but it's also uh, you got to stay within the game plan and the framework of, of team, right, to be able to get a, get a win and, and, and go on the road and do that. How excited are you for this offense to take the next step? And what I mean by that, you have a quarterback now in year two of your system. And your system last year, I'm sure you wanted to keep it, I don't want to say basic, but simplified because it's the first year of the system. How much more advanced can it be for you and Trevor in year two as far as giving him flexibility at the line of scrimmage? It can be it can be a little more flexible for him, you know, and that's the thing that you know the key that that as coaches we gotta we gotta keep in mind is yes, these guys are in the second year with us, they're very familiar, you know, with the scheme and what we're doing, but we also don't want to bog our quarterback down mentally with too many checks and calls and different things and kills and alerts and all this stuff, but still give him the tools available to to put us in the right play, right, to to get us out of a bad play into a better play. Um, and this is why I think in year two, we, we've seen that with Trevor. We've seen the dialogue with him. We've seen that communication of the things that he likes, doesn't like, even even new plays that he wants to, to, to bring to us and see if we can implement them in the game plan. And, you know, we just, we just continue to coach him to, to do the right thing with the football, take care of the football, and, and, then, and then move our pieces around by, by formation, motions, and shifts that we create the most advantageous you know, matchup on the field uh, on any any given play. Do you have to sometimes look at it, Trevor, and go, gosh, he's still only 23? <laughs> uh, you know, it's amazing because he's very mature yeah. for 23. But, yeah, sometimes you, you you have to just kind of pull back just a little bit and, and, and – you know, you're like, wow, we, could, we, we we've got a lot of years with this quarterback, and and uh, you know, and, and and that's the that, to me that's the exciting part I think about this entire offense is just where he is in his maturity, where he is in his growth. Year two with us, year three in the National Football League, he's played a ton of football already. He's had success now on this stage. It's not the success that we ultimately want, but 
you know, he, he's been in big games and he's, he's, we, he's been able to put the team on his back and go win that football game. Right. So those are the things that we're excited about his leadership ability. Um, he's in a really good spot. He's throwing the ball extremely well, had a great training camp, you know, that way, just looking forward to, uh, watching these guys play on, on, on Sunday. How well do you know Shane Steichen? I really don't know him personally, just uh, more professionally, you know, as head coaches and, th and things of that nature. But uh, I've had a lot of respect for him. He's done a nice job. Frank Reich and I, are, of course, are close. And he's, he, Frank, they've worked together before. And, um, you know, I know Frank speaks highly of him. And, um, you know, I look forward over the next several years getting to know him. Didn't he work for – he worked for Mike McCoy, didn't he? As like a quality control guy. They right? were all together in uh, yeah. the old San Diego Chargers. They were all they were all together. That's right. Yeah. Small there's league. there's so many things that uh, I know that coaches always write down, and and I'll never forget sitting in Tom Coughlin meetings. His keys to victory were about it was about fifty of them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and and most coaches like to be a little bit more simplified than that. Yeah. Uh, I would have to think that number one on your list is protect the football in this ball game. It's protect the football and then, of course, create takeaways on defense. Those, that's the biggest thing. If you, you know, this, and the numbers don't lie, right? If, if you don't turn the ball over, you're about 75% chance of winning the football game. You know, if you turn it over one time or, you know, something like that, it, it just drops too. I mean, so the numbers are obviously in your favor. And that's the, that's the one thing that we have to really do a, a great job in is protecting the football offensively. Um, creating takeaways, which they did during the preseason. we got to continue that. Uh, obviously, we preach that now with our defense, creating takeaways. And then when we do, our offense has to score touchdowns. And, and um, if you do that, you're going to win. You can win a lot of games in this league. But, but um, that, you know, critical penalties, you know, at the wrong time um, can, also, can also get you beat, especially in games like this. All right, Coach, final thought with you. Division game on the road. Jags haven't won an Indy since 17. They've dropped nine of the last ten at Lucas Oil Stadium. That's the past. It's history. This Jags team is poised to write its own history, isn't it? It is, and and you know, and that's the exciting thing about it is it's a, it's a new season. It's a new football team. Yeah, we, we wear the same colors and all that, but – you know, these guys are excited. They're excited to take the field, to, to play with each other, um, and, and to really to really begin this journey. It's a long season, but we take them one at a time, one day at a time, one game at a time, and uh, really looking forward to these guys playing on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching them. And, and by the way, it, it's Thursday night. Okay, the big openers tonight. You're going to get a chance to maybe watch a little bit of the game tonight. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to watch it. You know, I, I just want to see, um, obviously, you know, we play the Chiefs in week two, so you're going to kind of watch it from a coach's perspective at the same time. But but just to kind of, you know, you're a fan of the game, you know, and, and you love watching football, and, and uh, it's entertaining, obviously. And, and so, yeah, I'll have that, I'll have it on in my office. Doug, thanks for the time. Good luck to you. Thank you. Head coach Doug Peterson with us. Plenty more ahead preview, previewing Jaguars Colts in week one. This is the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. The Doug Peterson Show presented by Fresh from Florida from the Hyundai Studios at the Miller Electric Center in Jacksonville. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Logman, our thanks to head coach Doug Peterson for joining us. Coming up in just a little bit on this show, Kenny Albert of the NFL on Fox, a portion of a conversation that will air in full on the official Jaguars podcast network. But, hey, Doug's ready. The Jags are ready. They're going on the road. Divisional game to get it started. Focus should all be there and – um, it sounds like uh, some confidence coming out of this building. Yeah, I think he's confident, but I think as a, as a coach, you probably always have the 
the butterflies, I guess you could say, just because, you know, until you see your product, you really don't know what your football team has become. You know, every day that that they spend on game day is when they're going to start to identify who they are and how they're going to be. But until you get there, you just don't know sometimes. Yeah, we've seen this offense in training camp and doing things in the preseason, some things in the preseason. But now you're going to be out there for 70 plays. Well, and that's and that, that's a big deal. You know, I was having this conversation with uh, with Baselli and Bucky and you. We were talking, having our broadcast meeting earlier today. And, you know, back in the day when you prepared for the season, you know, you'd play a quarter and then the second preseason game a half and then the third preseason game, you know, you'd like to go the first half and then come out after halftime, take a series, and then the last game you didn't play at all. Well, it kind of got you acclimated a little bit close to the number of snaps that you would play in a game, which typically will fall anywhere in that 60 to 75 range nowadays with the game. But, I mean, these guys played maybe 30 snaps at the most, I think, a lot of the first-team guys yeah. for the entire preseason. Mm-hmm. You know, the first game in Dallas and then the uh, the second game they didn't play at all against the Detroit Lions, and then you played some against the Miami Dolphins and expected to play a whole half, but then – it didn't go on, so it's it's hard, it's hard to simulate game conditioning or getting ready to be game conditioned until you actually play games. And I would say that on average, it took my body about three games to feel like, okay, now I'm going into week three or week four. Okay, I can I can handle 65 snaps or 70 snaps and and feel like I was okay. Whereas the first couple games, you know, you get in that second half, and you're like, <gasps> <gasps> sounds, <laughs> sounds realistic. Wow. You're, you're gassed. That's pretty good sound effects. Gassed. I mean, gassed for real. So, and then if it's hot, that's a whole nother layer to deal with. You know, fortunately, in Indianapolis, it's climate controlled or the windows, doors will be open, and it should be pretty nice. Plenty to get to. We'll come back in a moment and – Break down this Jaguars defense and what they have to do to slow down Anthony Richardson and what the heck that's going to look like on the in the uh, Indianapolis offensive scheme. The uh, Doug Peterson Show presented by Fresh from Florida and Jags fans want customized Jaguars furniture for your home. Check out ZipChair.com and browse all customizable options. ZipChair, furniture for fans. This is the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show is presented by Fresh from Florida. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. Our thanks to head coach Doug Peterson joining us in the opening segment each and every week during the regular season. Coming up, Kenny Albert, NFL on Fox. He has the call of the game this Sunday at Indianapolis. All right, so uh, we promised that Anthony Richardson is the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. The starting running back is not available. Jonathan Taylor, one of the top running backs in the NFL. Hold on, uh, let's get your microphone on. Uh, There we go. Is he on, by the way? Is it um, the... PUP, NFI, uh, injured reserve. I mean, there's three possible designations because he's not available to play until after week four, I Correct. believe. Correct. So I'm just kind of curious as to – because he, it's it's like – I guess he's holding in because he wants a new contract even though he's had 
an ankle procedure done? He is on the physically unable to perform list. P-U-P. Yes. Okay. All so right. there's that. Um, that means uh, Anthony Richardson, and then now the next running back who would be first string on the depth chart is on the injury report this week. Um, okay, it's Anthony Richardson. Welcome to the NFL. You don't have your full assortment of weapons with you. Uh, you're playing a, a team that went to the playoffs last year that has every defensive starter back for the most part uh, that's hungry to get home. Uh, good luck, Anthony. What do you, how do you defend him? <laughs> the way he plays, the way he runs, the size, well, everything think, that comes with that. Well, the first thing is, is what you do with your eyes. I think that's the first decision that you make as a coaching step. What are we going to do with our defense's eyes? And you have to keep eyes on him. And what I mean by that is you don't want to play man coverage versus a quarterback that could tuck it and run it at any time. So you have to be able to play zone so that you have 11 potential tacklers on the field all the time. Because if you're playing man, you don't have 11 potential tacklers in reality because people have their backs turned. And because he is a uh, very, what should I say, a talented prospect, I don't want to say talented quarterback because it's yet to be determined. Oh, he's a freak prospect. But he's a talented prospect. You know that he has the ability to make some throws and, and make special runs. We've seen that. But can he do it consistently? So when you, as far as his arm goes, it's better if you make sure you've got a safety that's playing deep to pre- prevent, you know, the the monster home run play, which if you're playing man, you're probably more apt to give up. And then also when you're playing man, you don't have your eyes on him. So you play a zone and play a softer zone. And, and here's a way to kind of compare it. Play like Gus Bradley, right? I mean, play like Gus Bradley. Play that, that zone, that soft zone. Let him try to complete the stuff underneath to see if he can do it. And then also you have all your guys underneath that have eyes on him so that if he tucks it and runs it, you got people coming up to lay the wood on a running quarterback to see if that 244 pounds <laughs> that runs 4-4-3, which is legitimate, 4-4-3, if he can take the pounding. Because, you know, college and pros is different. Okay, the licks that they put on in the pros – is way different than they put on in college. I'm just going to tell you. Some of them are the same, but play in and play out, you're playing with men. This idea of the RPO scheme, you know, the the mesh point and everything that comes with the running back if he pulls it out, I mean, that from a defensive perspective has to be just difficult. One more thing to look at, to think about, to worry about, to make a decision – uh, am I going after the running back, or am I going to let him loose and get by me? Yeah, uh, and you know, here's a decision for a middle linebacker. Okay, quarterback takes the snap, he opens up to his right. Here comes the running back. He sticks it in the stomach of the running back. Now the linebacker has to make a decision: Is that my responsibility? So I attack the running back. Well, what happens if he pulls it out of the running back's stomach and then keeps it on the outside? Yeah. Okay. So now you've got the linebacker. He's trying to figure out. Am I going to tackle the running back, or is he going to keep it and run to the outside? Well, then here comes the third thing. He pulls that ball out of the stomach of the running back, shuffles back two steps and or one step, and throws it to a slant route right behind the linebacker who's coming up to attack the line of scrimmage in the in the handoff look. Now, I mean, that's that's a hard position to be in if you're a linebacker. It's hard to play fast and furious when you're 
I don't want to say indecisive, but you're unsure as to what the play is actually going to be. We'll come back in just a moment and hear from Kenny Albert, NFL on Fox. He has the call of the game this Sunday a little later. Jaguars offensive line talk. And the challenge this week, I guess some pretty good players up front for the Indianapolis Colts and in the front seven of that defense. This is the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. And the Doug Peterson Show is presented by Fresh from Florida, the Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts coming up Sunday, Lucas Oil Stadium. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman coming back in just a few minutes. Kenny Albert of Fox Sports sat down with me earlier this week. The full conversation available tomorrow on the official Jaguars podcast network. It's the 30th year of the NFL on Fox, the only game announcer to be there all 30 years, Kenny Albert of Fox Sports, who knows momentum is building for the Jags. Absolutely, and it's sort of reminiscent. I remember doing a couple of games early on, uh, around 95, 96, 97, when the Jaguars first came into the league. And I specifically remember a game, I'm pretty sure it was 95, meeting with Tom Coughlin for the first time. And then the next year, they have the great success in the playoffs, as did Carolina, the two expansion teams from 95. So I've always been a big fan of Doug Peterson, uh, did many Eagles games during his tenure there. And uh, he's done a terrific job in Jacksonville watching the progression of Trevor Lawrence and the entire team. Uh, haven't worked a game, like I said, since 2018 involving the Jaguars, but watched the playoff games last year. And in preparing for this game, uh, very excited to sit down with with Doug and Trevor and a couple of the others on Saturday and then call the game on Sunday. Kenny Albert, NFL on Fox with us, Jaguars Colts coming up. Well, you know what helps a head coach have great success is a franchise quarterback, and they seem to have one here in Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence. And we all know what happened his rookie season. Not an ideal start for him, but a reset last year, and about halfway through he really started to figure it out. But that growth can continue now. Everybody's back. This is This is a rare moment that – Everybody almost is back from an offense and a defense, for that matter, from last season before all the contract things happen in the next year or two. And that can help the quarterback continue to grow. But what can that growth do, yeah, for the football team, but for the organization as a whole? No, you're right, JP. That continuity, having just about every starter back is huge. You know, we've seen teams that have had success in the past just get decimated in free agency, lose players along the way. Um but when you talk about Trevor Lawrence, you know, I think back to so many quarterbacks um, who didn't necessarily have that success right away or even play the, much the first year. Um, you know, Drew Brees sat uh, his first year out in San Diego. Uh, Aaron Rodgers sat for three years in Green Bay behind Brett Favre before he got an opportunity. And uh, you think back to Troy Aikman and Eli uh, Manning and Peyton Manning, their first years, uh, you know, the stats weren't that great. It was a learning experience. So it does take time. And uh, when you look at what Trevor did last year during the second half of the season, uh, you could tell just the confidence is building, um, you know, working with with Doug Peterson and the coaching staff, you know, for the first time and and just growing each each week. And uh, it certainly uh, plateaued up during the latter stages of the regular season last year into the postseason. And the Jaguars uh, certainly hope that it carries over uh, to the start of this season. Kenny, uh, how do you defend this Jaguars offense? There's weapons everywhere. They've got a running game if they want it. 
They can throw it around. They've got a tight end or two. Um, they've added Calvin Ridley. Pound for pound, they can hang with almost anybody. No, you're right. And defensive coordinators are going to have some tough choices as far as who to double team, for example. Uh, I saw Calvin Ridley play so many games in Atlanta, and he's obviously a top talent in the NFL. So I can't wait to watch them on Sunday. And, uh, you know, the Colts are a team that headed in the other direction during the second half of last season, losing their last seven games. They made the coaching change from Frank Reich to Jeff Saturday. Now they bring in Shane Steichen from the Eagles. So, uh, again, Colts are going to have some decisions to make defensively, and uh, it should be a lot of fun to watch. Final thought with you, and speaking of the Colts, yeah, a lot of changes there. New head coach, as you mentioned, but new quarterback as well. Running back issues. There's a lot going on in Indianapolis. But just the unknown of week one can be a challenge. What is that going to look like with Anthony Richardson? What do the Colts actually roll out there on Sunday in terms of a scheme? You, you don't really know. So week one has a lot of surprises most years. Well, I'm sure the Jaguars, and I've read it, they've been watching a lot of Eagles tape, uh, which is where the head coach Shane Steichen, as we just talked about, came from. Uh, excited to watch Anthony Richardson, to sit down with him on Friday and hear his thoughts. Uh, I watched their last preseason game against Philadelphia, and you could just see the 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 size, the strength, the athleticism. From all accounts, he's so smart, both on and off the field. Uh, only 13 starts in college, so not a lot of experience. But uh, at the running back position, you know, you mentioned some flux with Jonathan Taylor missing at least the first four games. Uh, they do have some young wide receivers and uh, some weapons around Richardson. So uh, we'll see what happens. But you're right, week one, you know, we get these assignments months in advance for week one, and you spend so much time focusing on week one, and then. The game's over, and all of a sudden you have another one in seven days, and I'm sure it's the same way for the players and coaches. But uh, everybody's record is is even. Everybody's zero and zero at this point. Uh, a lot of optimism, I'm sure, in all 32 NFL cities. Kenny Alberts, the NFL on Fox, and he's got a new book coming out in October, and uh, it is entitled A Mike for All Seasons. He is the uh, only uh, announcer to cover regularly all four major U.S. sports at the same time. Crossover season is something else for him. We'll see uh, Kenny Albert on uh, television this Sunday for the Jaguars and the Colts on Fox Sports. Back in a moment, Jeff Lagerman back with us. Jaguars offensive line. How do they handle the front seven? for the Indianapolis Colts and Gus Bradley's defense. It's the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. The Doug Peterson Show presented by Fresh from Florida. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, glad you're with us. Thanks to head coach... Doug Peterson joining us in the opening segment. Our thanks to Kenny Albert for the time this week. NFL on Fox. The full conversation again tomorrow on the official Jaguars podcast network. Uh, he, he does more than football. Yeah, right? he does all, all, every major U.S. sport. Yeah, I was going to say, he, he's all over the place. Yeah, and it's it's constant. It's He's like the Rangers hockey announcer in New York. He's uh, doing baseball on Fox occasionally now, not as much as he used to. Um, is he doing uh, he's basketball? Do, he's doing basketball. <laughs> like he's everywhere. Yeah, it's nonstop. I mean, he literally works all the time. Yeah, there was a stretch. I think in uh, what year it was, there was he he was on the air like thirty eight of thirty of uh, forty four days or something. Wow, like different sports back and forth, and, whatever it and was. And how somebody can 
kind of reprogram names, numbers on a day-to-day basis like yeah. that. Right. Just info on teams and people. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's impressive. And the knowledge of all the sports and the rules and everything that comes right. with that, the details that go right. into the actual game I mean, itself. Kind of, a, kind of a savant. <laughs> well, I mean, yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it runs in the family, though. Yeah, I mean, oh, absolutely. Marv Albert is dad, the legendary broadcaster. Hopefully, something, other things don't run in the uh, family. It's, it, but Kenny was really good with his time, and we're, we're looking forward to hearing that full conversation uh, on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. Jaguars offensive line. The challenge this week DeForest Buckner on the interior of that long, front. Strong, strong. Good player. Yeah, he's, he's kind of odd a little bit in that. Um, you know, for for many years, people didn't think that a six foot six guy could play defensive tackle, because they thought you know they were suspect to low blocks and couldn't handle them. And you go back to the Colts back in the early days, and they had a couple big, tall, long guys when they were running a three four. John, I think Jonathan Hand was his name. Kind of reminds me of him a little bit. But it's amazing that the Colts were able to get a premier player like him in a trade, and and gave up just a first round pick. I mean that's a that's a small price to pay for a player who is going to give you and has given you many years of great service, and uh, he's been dependable, he's been reliable, he's been consistent, he's good against the run uh, as he is against the pass. You know he's not one of those one trick ponies that can either stop the run or rush the passer. He does both very well. I think he's. Uh, I think Gus Bradley is very happy to have him, and he's got oh, positional sure. flexibility. He could play tackle, he could play end, uh, he can rush from the edge. Although that's kind of not his forte, but he could. Um, like from a five technique to a three technique to a one technique, he, he can play them all. Then you go to the second level of the defense, and Leonard is back out of the concussion protocol. He's back after back surgery last year. He's missed most of the season. And when he's when he's on, he's an all-pro caliber player. He is, and I don't know if he's going to be on right away. But, um, look, uh, the guy that's right alongside him is a good football player, too, and Zaire Franklin, uh, two really good linebackers, especially if, if Shaquille Leonard is back to playing the way that he used to play when he was a – uh, what, three-time All-Pro in the National Football League, and here's the reality. He was should have been four-time. I mean, his rookie year, he probably should have been an All-Pro player then. But, yeah, that's right. But, you know, typically takes a year to get the recognition and then the second year to get the votes. And, um, you know, the, the, the weakness, though, with the Colts' defense is on the perimeter. On the perimeter of the, of the front seven and the perimeter in the back end. Um, Quiddy Pay is is a is a good football player, and they went out and signed in free agency a San Francisco 49er Samson Ibukam as a defensive end, a pretty productive player. Can he be good? Can Quiddy Pay be good on the edges? And then you've got a second year corner on one side, a first year corner on the other, with a draft pick corner in the second round as your nickel kind of player, uh, or should I say fourth corner because Kenny Moore is your nickel. Uh, your safeties are young. Neither one of them, I think, are over their second year. So, I mean, this is a young group overall. Um, and I think it's a this is an advantage Jaguars with that secondary. But Advantage Jags. Yeah, advantage Jaguars. But you got to make sure that you're patient because, again, they're not going to be playing uptight and be aggressive. They're going to be playing off a little bit, playing a lot of zone. 
uh, much fine. like they did last year. That's okay. Yeah, this, you, is a, this, can, this can be a patient team. Well, and, and, and I think, think and I think Trevor last year. I remember it was it week two, the first Colts matchup. Yeah, uh, I yes, believe it was week yes, two. Yes, and we were talking about it leading up to the game and knew how Gus Bradley played. Can Trevor have the patience? Because, you know, a lot of young quarterbacks, they don't want to have the patience to continue to take what the defense has given them. Sometimes they want to force it for an extra 10 yards, try to make a big play instead of, you know, be happy with a five-yard completion every now and again. And, you know, hopefully he gets run after the catch. And Trevor did, a, I think, a masterful job against the Colts last year. I mean, you look at the numbers, and, and I've got them right here. 45 of 52, that's an 86.5% completion rate, 400 yards passing, three touchdown passes, zero interceptions. If he continues to have the patience like he had last year, this should be a good day for the Jaguars offense against a Colts defense that I think is going to be put on the field more than they want to be. I like that. When I say more than they want to be, I, I think the Colts' offense is going to struggle like most young quarterbacks will in their first game. Quick changes, whatever it is. Right? Well, three and outs yep. or you know turnovers or things of that nature, which will put even more pressure on a Colts' defense. And, and the reality is your strength is your wide receiver skill set, your skill position guys, okay, and Trevor. And the Colts' weakness is the cornerbacks, the the secondary as a whole, and can can they can they hold up? I think that that's a lot to ask of them. Back in a moment, more preview of this Jaguars Colts matchup at Lucas Oil Stadium Sunday, one o'clock the kickoff time, and this is the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. The Doug Peterson Show is presented by Fresh from Florida, J.P. Shadrick and Jeff Lagerman, the Jaguars and the Colts coming up Sunday, 1 o'clock, Lucas Oil Stadium, downtown Indy. Our thanks to Doug Peterson joining us in the opening segment. Kenny Albert, NFL on Fox. He has the play-by-play of the game on Sunday on television. It's time now for the Microsoft question of the night. And, yeah, Microsoft Surface, the official tablet of the NFL. Hey, Logs, here's the question for you. What do you got? A couple of them, I guess. Questions, uh, plural. What is your greatest concern for the Jaguars entering week one? And what are you most confident in about this team entering week one? Uh, well, confidence-wise, it, it's Trevor and and the coaching staff. I mean, I, I think the two of them are a perfect fit, and it, and it can't get any better than that. Um, concerns, are you talking about concerns just for this game, this week, or concern for the season? You know, let's go with the because, game I mean, first. That's, I let's mean, go for, with the game, the game first. For, for the game, the only concern that I have is that in week one, a lot of times surprises happen and unknowns can happen. And – if that happens to the Jaguars or if they turn the ball over or something like that or in this ball game, then all of a sudden you get a young team in Indianapolis that's going to get generate some momentum at home and gain confidence. And that, that obviously concerns me is that if you turn the ball over early in a game like that, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, you know. Uh, in a game like that for the season, though, as a whole, concerns. I mean, there's some concerns. I mean, can the defense – 
with with as potent as the offense is, we believe it's going to be. We think. And JP, you know they're going to be playing with all those you know two possession leads that you say. And you're going to blow them out every yeah. week. I mean, <laughs> get used to it. Get used to it. That's what I say. Can you rush the passer <laughs> effectively with all these two possession leads? It's a new era. That JP said around here. Have. This ain't 2008. <laughs> I mean, that's a uh, you know the the pass defense. I mean, you look at the numbers last year because that's what you have to do. You have to go back and you have to look at the numbers from last year, the history. And last year, I think the takeaways by the defense was a big help for them overall, performance-wise. Absolutely. And it's hard to argue that. I mean, they had uh, 27 takeaways that led to 104 points of the offense. I mean, that's a tremendous number, 27. And that was the fourth most takeaways in the National Football League. And because of those numbers, of the takeaways, it, it kind of covered up maybe some warts in the overall performance of the defense, you know, because if you look at some of the other categories, defense against the pass, they were like 28th and third down production, they were 29th in percentage allowed. I mean, so those aren't very favorable numbers. I mean, that's bottom five of the league, right? And so you want to make sure that you improve on those categories this year, but you may not have 27 takeaways to help bail you out, to help those categories out. So that's, that would be a concern of mine about this football team. You know, for, are, for example, you remember yeah. – let, let's go back in Jaguars history. Mm, I can't wait for this okay, history 2017, list. which was one of the most prolific defenses in the history of the National Football League that year, 2017, the Jaguars defense. Takeaways, I mean, they were, they were amazing. Statistically, yes. They, 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 they were up there, yes. They were starting, you know, they're, they're 85 Bears-ish, you know. I mean, the, the numbers were incredible. Yes. But then next year what happened? I mean, the wheels fell off. Uh, you think? Especially from a takeover standpoint. So you hope that I – mean, and Doug mentioned it earlier about the takeaways because I brought it up about protecting the football, and his first response was but also taking the ball away. And I think this defense, you know, you hope – and they did in the preseason. They did a really good job of it in the preseason. Obviously, Mike Caldwell does a really good job of emphasizing that, and his coaching staff does a really good job of teaching that. Because last year it, it showed, so far in the preseason it showed, you know, and you just want it to continue to show in the regular season. Yeah, and, and there's ball hawks on the back end that uh, are flying around eager to, to see some in the air this week, and, and that can be where you can take an advantage on a rookie quarterback. Everything's moving fast if you can keep him contained in that pocket and he's got to throw one up in a hurry. Yeah, okay. Well, and, and look, Anthony Richardson was a, you know, barely over 54% completion percentage quarterback in college. And uh, you've got a, a secondary that's been working together for quite some time and been pretty good. And you got four guys on the defense that had three interceptions last year, one of them being a linebacker in Devin Lloyd, which is crazy, right, to have a linebacker to have those kind of numbers. But, you know, I really like Andre Sisco in the back end. Rayshon was tremendous last year. I mean – to the two so games, good. the two God. big plays that he had, he the Tennessee so... game, the Dallas game. I mean, you're talking about game-winning type of plays. Tyson Campbell looks ready to take that next step into the 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 group of elite cornerbacks in the National Football League maybe. Uh, you know, so you're excited about those guys because they're all back, you know. But you know, the question mark still remains, you know, Darius Williams, how's he going to do and who's going to be the third corner? Trey Herndon's going to be the third corner, right? Well, I think this week, I mean, I think you're going to lean on Trey a little bit this week because Trey's a really good tackler. 
Uh, Trey's a very physical presence when he plays nickel, and I, I don't know what Indy's going to do. I mean, what, what personnel grouping are they going to do? I mean, you look at the way their roster is constructed, um, they've got four wide receivers on their roster, and I believe four tight ends. I mean, so uh, how are they going to play the game? What's, what's the style that they're going to play? You know, are they lining up in the Notre Dame box? What are they doing? Well, I mean, Only what, four receivers? I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> I don't expect them to come out in a lot of three wide receiver sets. I don't. I, I think that they're going to run a lot of tight end heavy groupings, whether it be two tight ends, maybe three tight ends, limit the number of wide receivers on the field, because they're going to come out and they're going to try to pound the football and then try to do a lot of short stuff for Anthony Richardson to make some easy completions, do a lot of the RPO stuff, let him run, get him comfortable, get him in the flow of the game, and uh, so the Jaguars to, to minimize some of the effectiveness of that offense you're going to have to tackle well because if you don't tackle well, then all of a sudden the leaky yardage is going to start hurting you. We're back in just a moment, a preview of Sunday's game and television tonight. This is the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. Yes, it does. Presented by Fresh from Florida, J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars, Colts, 1 o'clock kickoff time, Lucas Oil Stadium, week one, kickoff weekend. Can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait for tonight. Oh, yeah, there's football tonight, too. The world champs, the Chiefs, are uh, hosting the Lions, right? Yes. Yeah, of course. They're they're Super Bowl champs. Yeah, that's right. you know, that would be a get to open at home, right? That would be a, a rough uh, draw if you had to all of a sudden go on the road to Detroit week one. I, I said this earlier. I think this is going to be a, a good football game. I think it's going to be closer than what many people believe. I think Detroit is – I don't want to say that they're ready to to contend, uh, but look the, – You never the, know in that division. The list, list of contenders in the NFC is pretty short. Sure. I'm saying. It's, that division's different now. Aaron Rodgers ain't, oh, ain't well, walking well, through that door. I, I think that they're going to be – I think they're going to be top dogs in that division. I like Dan Campbell. Uh, talked with him uh, at uh, the Jaguars joint practices that they had, and and he's uh, kind of an old-school coach, but he's still got a little – New newness flair to what, him. What was his line about biting kneecaps or something when he first got the gig? Uh, or yeah, something I mean, like it's, that. it's kind of that uh, that Monty Python approach. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the attitude, you know, to you know, keep biting him even if you don't have any arms left. <laughs> I've not yet begun to fight. That's right. Yeah. All right, so that'll be tonight. Um, tonight, by the, by the way, yeah. I, if I get into a, like a like a backroom barroom fight. I want Dan Campbell there. He's still a big think? dude. Uh, yeah, you want him on your side. I think he could still block some people. He can do a lot of things. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants, I think. Um, tonight, television, Jaguars All Access. Excited. Strings Sports Brewery in Springfield. Great venue. TV's all over the place. Should be a packed house. And your special guest is? Well, it's me, Martin Owen Kai, and then Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Tight yeah. end. Excited, excited about having him. He's a super nice guy. Really good football player uh, and uh, very thoughtful. When you talk to him, he's as good of a guy as you'll ever imagine. And so uh, I know the people are really excited to kind of kick this thing off with Jaguars All Access at Strings tonight at 7 o'clock. They have good beer there. They do have good beer. Their food food. is good, too. They got it all. They They do. They got it all there. Yes, indeed. So check it out. And um, 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to this game Sunday. Can't wait, man. This is it's been such a long off season after the way it ended last year. And I think a lot of people in this building have that same taste in their Yeah, mouth. look, it's uh, you know, it's a, it's a new year, there's excitement. You know, you hope this football team establishes division dominance right out of the gate and uh, picks up where they left off as far as the performance of Trevor and the entire team. I'm excited as I've ever been. Way to go, Logs. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah, excited to talk to you next time after a W. I, I like that. I hope. Are you locking it? Is it a lock? I'm not locking. I don't. Oh, I don't lock. Not, you don't believe yeah, I don't, I'm okay. not a locker. I'm just having fun here. Fun. That's why they play the game. <laughs> That's Jeff Logman. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Our thanks to Brent Reber, David Cho, Joe Fortunato, Andrea Curry, and thanks to you for listening to the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. <laughs>